21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. At NYU Stern's MBA graduation convocation in 2013, you imparted a powerful message to the graduates, something like, we are the masters of our fate, we are the captains of our souls. Now, your company, Propellant Media, Yes. Is the uh, 143rd fastest growing company in the USA. And in top 15 in Georgia. Yes. And you have something like 2,800% growth, something like that. So what experiences, excuse me? We've been fortunate. We've been, we've been lucky. <laughs> and something more than that. <laughs> Uh, just maybe a little bit. What experiences and decisions helped you to transform from that Stern MBA graduation uh, convocation yeah. period in 2013 to the founder of, of Propellant <clears throat> Media and yeah. to be one of the fastest growing companies in the USA? Man, what's what's propelled us from that to where I'm at now? A lot of grit and a lot of grinding. Ups and downs, huh? Yeah, a lot of ups and downs. I think like for so when I graduated from Stern, you know, I was you know very fortunate. And just a little background on that speech, I had a I always had you know a, a fear of public speaking, and it was kind of one of the things where I said I want to get over this even amongst my classmates. And so, you know, there were 20 people that that tried out for the opportunity to speak at the graduation. I was one of them and I got it. And it was it was probably one of the best experiences I've ever had. Clearly it's on YouTube and, and, and so that, that was that. So once I graduated from Stern, I, I already kind of had my, my eyes set on starting a digital agency. So I was doing some cons consulting. I lived in the New York, New Jersey area. I was grinding, trying to build relationships with clients and what have you. And it was tough, but it was really the persistence of just kind of staying with it, knowing that it's, 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 it's less about, okay, I'm just going to keep failing and then this isn't going to work out. It's creating your own luck. You create your own luck by failing, making mistakes. And then there are opportunities where there's like something just comes about. Like there's an opportunity that's presented, presented with you with a client and then you leverage that. And then you leverage that into the, all the other failures, failures that come ahead of that. And then you have that one success and then you leverage that. And so all these things I feel like have prepared me uh, to become a leader um, here at Propellant Media, which is a one of the companies that I founded. Uh, with a few other partners, but I'm leading the organization and I've used all of the, everything I've learned, everything that I've failed forward with to help shape the organization I'm currently running right now. That's based out of Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm based out of Atlanta, our, our Atlanta office. We have an office in Charlotte, but I'm based out of our Atlanta office. And there is a family involved as well. One of the takeaways in the, in the speech was having support from family and friends actually that it's essential to success so what type of support uh, from family and friends have you found most helpful in business in building that business you know i you know for me it's it's having family that both provides grace 
uh, to allow you to, you know, grind and work hard, but also family that keeps you grounded in the time that's critical to spend with your family and your friends. Because I think a lot of times, you know, you know, I think I believe in saving money. Um, I believe in, 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 in travel. Um, and I believe in, you know, spending quality time with your family, but, you know, 20, 30 years down the road, if, you know, you've, in terms of your kids and your wife and your family, if, if, you know, you're working constantly, you know, from five 30 all the way upwards of nine, you know, those after a while, you know, that quality time, um, you know, really, you know, it, it matters. It matters in terms of the happiness of uh, all the people around you. It matters in terms of the memories that you want to have with your family. If there is a family after, after if there is a that family. kind of 20 um, But even for yourself, I know people who just work and they don't take any vacations. Like I was talking to a client the other day. They said, oh, this is my first vacation I've had in four years. That's not impressive. No, I, no, I, I think if, if, if there still will be a family after 20 years of working from eight to to nine yeah 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 yeah. no i get i get what you're saying yeah and so you know it's you know it's it's having a family and people that keeps you grounded while still giving you the grace to work hard and build something that's special and so i think it's that balance that that i've i've certainly appreciated over the years um you know with my wife my son you know my my, my siblings my mother my father everyone that's in my life my my mother-in-law and my father-in-law, everyone effectively has has been a great sounding board from that standpoint. And when you say grounded, do you think that there is a correlation between what kind of vibration you have in your personal life? If there is a a, a personal versus business life, that's that's the question for all entrepreneurs. But that kind of vibe, that kind of grounding that that you have within your family, is it uh, good for your business as well? Do you have a similar vibe then uh, speaking with your employees, with your colleagues, with your customers, clients? Well, well, short answer is absolutely, number one. And number two, um, you know, they they say a lot of times you know you have a tendency to bring home the 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 bs uh from work to the home and then also the bs from from home to work vice versa they go back and forth and you yourself you know you're that pendulum that you know that goes that goes both ways and so if 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 home is not happy can business be happy sure it could right um but I personally don't think that if business is unhappy, can, you know, family be happy? Um, yes, maybe it could. But I think the the center of that, the common denominator is still you. You know, how you're showing up, though, your way of being with both your family as well as your work. You're not two different people in the same ish that you have to deal with at work. Just may show up in a different context and how you're solving those problems and being with you know, folks. And so a great example, you know, like I can be a CEO that doesn't really, you know, focus on training and development and really kind of giving my all to the people at Propellant Media. <clears throat> but I really do try. There's times when I'm too busy to, but most times I do. And I spend the quality time with a lot of folks here so that they're growing in that aspect. That shows up differently at a house where it's like, all right, I get home. You know, maybe I got to work another 30 minutes, but I pretty much shut down by 530. 
every single day, sometimes five, sometimes 4.30 if I really want to like get some more quality time with my son, but really 5.30. And it's that kind of thing. It just shows up differently in the workspace. In that case, it's about training and development for your family. It's about quality time, talking about their days, you know, going somewhere, creating memories, you know, it just shows up differently. Um, so it, there has to be some symmetry and congruence between the two or else, man, you're going to, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. Um, and, you know, there, there's some spouses, there's both wives and husbands that kind of like, you know, take it off the chin says, oh, I'm not going to you know spend as much time with my 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 wife or my my husband because, you know, they just got to work on it. It's how it is. But, you know, the same thing holds true in the workplace. If you have a team and you're not focused on the training development and the quality time with them, it's 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 going you're going to have your challenges and the same thing holds true within the household as well. And when you say uh, spending quality time with your team, uh, one of one of your messages uh, back in 2013 was contributing to others is what really matters. What have you learned from contributing to others? Yeah, I mean, what what I've learned is that you have to contribute to other people. Or, I mean, not just to say, like, you're doing this just to kind of get something back. You know, most people that might be listening may be thinking about, okay, well, it's in it for me kind of thing. Part of what's in it is that if it's always a conversation of take, 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 if it's always a, you should know this, I don't need to train you, you can do it, you don't need me, and then you're filling your pipeline, you're filling your time with other things that don't involve that sense of development, training, and human interaction. Um, you know, what was, what's going to happen is that you're going to have high turnover. There's going to be people that, you know, don't necessarily want to work underneath you because there's not really a relationship or a connection. You know, um, and you're also going to be in a position where, you know, you know, people aren't accelerating at the clip that in your mind you thought that they should but they're not because you're not putting the time in you know to those relationships those work relationships and so you know for me when i think about the speech that i gave back in 2013 and just the, the opportunity to give back you know i'm not just talking about community service i'm not just talking about you know going to you know you know say you know feed the hungry you know those types of organizations and and what have you that all still matters in the context of that of um of that speech but it's like really giving a shit about people and about your team and sharing your knowledge work-wise maybe non-work-wise but time um that you can give is 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 really what will create a stickier relationship with the folks that's within your enterprise And for all of us who are unfamiliar with geofencing marketing, let's dig a little deeper. What is it? How can businesses leverage the power of geofencing in order to amplify customer engagement and loyalty? 
For those, just to take a step back with marketing, right? You know, everyone that's out there, if you're an entrepreneur, maybe you've done some form of marketing. Google ads, Facebook advertising, Instagram, search engine optimization, um, TV, radio print. This area, like, with all those other forms of marketing, you're trying to ultimately use these different mediums to get in front of your target audience, right? Whether it's by way of keywords, by way of interest groups, by way of other data variables like age, income, so forth. And But within all of that, they're usually placing some form of a geographic boundary around the plip you know, the, the area that you want to target people against. So maybe it's like a particular city, a county, a zip code, a state, or all the United States, or overseas, whatever, right? Geofencing is the practice of serving ads to people. Programmatic display, think of Google Display, but display advertising, banner ads, sometimes video, but banner ads to people in very, very precise areas. Because part of what you're trying to do is reach individuals based on their physical activities and the places that they go. So it tells me that if you are at a car dealership, eight times out of 10, you're probably there looking to buy a car. You're either an employee looking to get service or looking to buy a car. I bet that eight times out of 10, you're probably looking to buy a car. If you go to a luxury restaurant, you know, that serves seafood, steak, all that. I would surmise that you make a certain income. Maybe you don't, but there's a certain preponderance of individuals that make a certain income that lives in Atlanta, let's call it, and, you know, would be interested in similar cuisine, right? If you are a hot, let's say you're a dental practice and you want to reach people who, you know, you know, let's say you're an orthodontist and you're like, you know what, I get like I usually get a lot of referrals from other dental practices. So you can geofence other dentists if you want to, in order to, you know, both raise your profile, but also reach folks that may say, you know what, I think I do need an orthodontist. Let me check out these guys that, you know, that I just saw their ad coincidentally, kind of thing. So the way it works is within our software, we're able to build a virtual fence literally around the contours of a building. And when someone with their mobile device walks inside of that location, we're able to capture what's called their mobile device ID and begin serving ads to them, both while they're inside the geofence and then for up to 30 days after they've left the geofence. And so, you know, those ads can be, you know, they're, they're typically served on platforms like, you know, Angry Birds, Words with Friends, The Weather Channel, Wall Street Journal, Huffington Post, Daily Mail. We have millions of apps and websites that we can deliver ads through. So delivery is rarely an issue um, unless it's in like somewhat esoteric areas where there's not a lot of servers or the, 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 the server and, and there's not a lot of cell towers and that kind of thing. But in many cases, you know, it's fine. And so for us, when we're doing geofencing, you know, we're typically just geofencing, you know, 10, 15, 20 locations for larger enterprises. We're doing more. And we're using that as one part of the toolkit with an entire marketing plan, right? Like a client might be doing Google Ads, Facebook, print, all that other stuff. That's another part of the bucket of what we're doing. 
And that's um that's really the 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 context of uh, of what we would traditionally do um from from a marketing standpoint. And when you say delivery is rarely the issue, uh what are then the biggest challenges? Yeah, so the biggest challenges I would say are um like you have to have your location services of your mobile device turned on or the location services of the mobile apps turned on in order for you to deliver um ads to those individuals effectively. You got to be able to do that. Um the the second challenge may be that you know the audience just doing geofencing for your industry just may not make sense. You know, it's not for everybody. And I'll a great example are like I'd say like e-commerce brands, like e-commerce brands talk about wanting to do geofencing, but we kind of stray away from it because they care more about sales online whereas geofencing is really an offline environment. You can still, you know, say like, you know, like, look, you know, say if someone goes to the dental practice and they say, oh, maybe they need, you know, teeth replacement. You can, you know, serve teeth replacement ads to them and have sell it online. I'm not suggesting that, but you're going to get a lot more success with like service-based businesses, you know, um, you know, companies are more sort of in that realm. Or if you're a physical store and you want to drive people to your storefront because we can also measure those who saw or clicked on your ads and they came back to your physical storefront that too is another area that we can um for lack of a better term leverage for brands as well i mean i i like this a lot could you uh give us an overview of your organization culture and team yeah we're you know it's funny we're we're sort of like a family i mean i know a lot of folks use slack but you know we're on slack you know we're always you know wishing each other happy birthdays and you know when there's major events and we have like music mondays and things of that nature you know we do summits you know where we bring our entire company together we also have sales summits for our sales team as well um you know i'd like to say that we 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 take our work very seriously but we don't take ourselves very seriously you know and you know i just think it's a good mantra um you know i don't believe in you know our team working i mean unless there's a project or two that where it has to happen every so often but i don't believe in you know working you know 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day five days in a week you know i you know i believe in people be able to have a have a life you know have a family um but you know most importantly you know have a place of zen and of growth um at propellant media um and and that's certainly by way of like all the the employees and also the folks that lead up you know areas of the of the organization like you know HR and you know ad ops and you know, director of paid media and you know our loyal partners as well our chief operating officer and you know all that like everyone makes a contribution to that culture and i think we've done a good job in establishing that expectation um so everyone feels good about you know coming to work every day very often i ask um, about business model and i do not know about business models in your industry so if you want to share with us what's your business model how do you make money yeah yeah we you know we have clients that say they want to spend money on media and we get paid on that media so you know if you're spending $2000 client will pay us 2000 we get a certain percentage of that um there's other cases where we'll charge a percentage um of the media spend and there's other cases where we charge a consulting retainer um because there's a lot of like intellectual capital that's involved in the strategy and execution of certain campaigns from a consultative perspective and so there's that part of the model as well 
Uh, usually the more clients we have, the bigger they spend, um, the more advantageous it is for us and our organization um, as, a, as an agency, technology company. Um, and that's, that's our business model. That's how we operate. And due to that specific business model and the fact that you had enormous growth, so it was not organic growth. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah How did yeah. you keep up with the, with the growth? So new employees equals uh, new new clients or new clients equals new new employees. I mean, it, it sounds pretty tricky. It's definitely tricky. Um, and we, we it's, we're not perfect. We don't, we still don't fully get it right all the time. Um, but, but what I've, what I, what we've tried to do is create the balance between the inbound leads that comes into Propellant Media and then the team that can service those leads. Um, I, I, for me, I said to myself, I'd rather have the problem of more leads. <laughs> um, and then, you know, if you get too many, you just charge more. Um, that's sort of, you know, the way we look at it. Um, and, you know, it's it's kind of like you, you don't always want to hire based on, you know, what you project. But I think we're getting to that stage where there's a little bit more predictability. Um, and once you have models that are a little bit more predictable, that's when you can start saying, okay, I think we're going to need to hire X because our retention is Y. And, you know, you know, this is sort of how we're staffing up and, you know, that kind of thing. I think we may be able to do that pretty well. It's not perfect, but it's, it's pretty, it's pretty good though. What about online courses, uh, coaching? Do you see yourself as an expert in, in that as well? One thing that I've had a lot of agencies, like we actually work with many agencies at, at Propellant Media. We white label to a lot of agencies. And, you know, for me, I have a lot of agencies that reach out to me directly to help them with growth. Providing with guidance, providing with context. Um, and so we have, a, we have you know, courses and, and things of that nature and, you know, individual consulting that I might do from time to time. Um, you know, and, and you can still go to Propel Media to find me directly, you know, for that. Um, but we provide, we provide some of that. We have a course that we're working on. It's just not finished yet, but that's in process right now. And where are you in five years? So Justin in five years and your company in five years. My goal is to uh, get our valuation to 100 million plus. And part of that is, you know, building up our team culture, you know, expanding and diversifying our product services um, specific around what we do as an agency. Um, and, you know, just building a great building a great business that, you know, companies, you know, want to do business with. You know, there's not a lot of, you know, from being, you know, frank about, there's not a lot of diverse owned, you know, agencies that are out there. And so that's something that I'm incredibly proud of. Um, but to have a diverse owned agency that's striving for that is really what I'm aiming for uh, here at Propellant Media in our agency. If you have any questions, you can go to propellant.media. That's our website. There's one tip that I, I'd like to put out there that we strive for. And it's kind of in the same context of how can I bring value to my customers before they become a customer? If you have that as your mantra, you're going to win and do a lot of business. So if you go to Propellant Media, 
Propellant Dot Media, you'll notice that we really try to bring value from the from the videos to the content to the free courses that's on there to the ebooks, the training. Everything makes a huge, huge difference effectively. So I just wanted to put that out there uh, for everyone. If you have questions, just visit us, propellant.media, and you'll find us. Not propellantmedia.com, propellant.media. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik.